0: Okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take a second to introduce our next guest, Jeremy McGraw. Now, he originally moved out of his hometown of Windsor to the GTA, but came back and looked at it from a brand new perspective. He became a realtor, and in his story, he breaks down what he did in one of his unsuccessful years, and then later made some changes to become very successful thereafter. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this episode. Jeremy McGraw. Hey there, how's it going? Good, how are yourself? Oh brother, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. So what was your name?
1: My name is Jeremy McGraw. I'm a realtor with SJ Real Estate and Remax Capital Diamond. Welcome to my office.
0: Jeez, well thanks so much for welcoming us, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. So I'm hoping I could borrow a couple minutes of your time. I just got a quick question.
1: Absolutely. What is it? So,
0: Jeremy, have you ever made a hundred grand in a year before? I have. Okay, buddy, you got to break us down. We want to know about the first time, where you were in your life, and how did you go about getting that?
1: Okay, so a couple years ago, we'll say I was twenty-six. We're going back to twenty-sixteen there. Um, I just recently moved back to Windsor from the Toronto area, and I became a realtor. My first year didn't make too much money. My second year, I really hustled busted my butt off, and I actually was able to make well over a $100,000, my first first official year of real estate.
0: So what do you think the difference between your first and your second year was?
1: Well, I didn't have a circle of influence, obviously confidence levels at the time. You're coming to an area that I knew, obviously, growing up, but times have changed since I moved back, and uh, basically what I... I made a little bit of a mistake, so obviously learned a little bit. But I was able to network and meet a bunch of people and get into more in the investment field, which I kind of am now with selling multifamily and a lot of apartment buildings. That I'm able to, uh, I was able to grow my circle of influence and actually get a lot more referrals on top of my normal day-to-day phone calls and cold calls I was doing. So I was able to basically almost triple my business in my first year.
0: What does sphere of influence mean?
1: Spear of influence is basically your top of mind on your, uh, basically top of mind on those people. So, for example, when you think, what's the first thing you think of when you think of basically a brand, right? It's that person. So, for example, if someone's thinking of real estate, hopefully they think of me first, right? Or if they're talking real estate with a friend, the first thing that kind of comes out of their mouth is, well, I actually have a friend, in the business, it's not, you know, I know someone, it's either I know someone or I have a friend in the business. So that's been able to really help grow my business is by saying, hey,
0: you know, I have have friends saying, I have a friend. Interesting, so did you actually know this in your first year, did you learn something that all of a sudden you started changing? Like what changed between year one and year two? The hustle, the drive, the commitment,
1: the determination, basically just going out and meeting new people every day. That was the biggest thing. Because once again, the first year was more getting a lay of the land, getting an understanding of what I'm doing, uh, both as a person and as a career, as well as basically growing my own brand, my own business. And once I got the hang of it, which takes you a couple months, could take, you, could take some people a lot longer, but for me, it took me a couple months to really get going. And then basically just building the confidence to keep going out there. Keep saying hey this is who I am handing out cards and for some people obviously you're gonna hear a lot of no's and you're gonna say oh yeah thanks and kind of you know they they're gonna toss it later but the fact of it is if you sit there talk to 100 people a day all you need is that one person and if you do that every single day that's 365 people you meet in a year that will remember you and that's all you need you don't even need 365 to be honest with you, you only need like 10 15 people and that 10 15 people will refer you out and it just keeps expanding from there. It's like a spider web.
0: Interesting. So when you say just adding people to your network, one person a day, you're just talking to one person a day. Like, what does that mean? Do you know these people already? Are these new people? Like, how are, where are you finding all these people? Well, it becomes
1: like, it's basically your sphere of influence. So your main sphere is all your friends and anyone that you personally know. It could be family members, obviously friends, um, people that you work with, even acquaintances, right? It's that people that you already know and as a warm Uh, person and then basically either yourself or them they'll go out and if when they have their conversations all you're doing is building um, basically what they're doing is they're gonna say hey you know they have a conversation about real estate once again it's the conversation is hey I have a friend that's in the business if they think they're selling it could be two people having a conversation and one goes hey I'm thinking about selling my house and then the other one goes oh do you know anyone that does it because I actually have a friend in the business And that's what's basically a sphere sphere of influence is someone that you know or someone that's going to basically go out and um, refer you. It's a fan, right? Not just a fan, but just someone that actually trusts you and will refer you out. That's huge. Because now instead of just being yourself and having just one, you know, you have to have all your conversations yourself, now you're going to have those conversations plus Your friends, family, and everyone else in your sphere are going to have the same conversations. It might not be every single day, but for example, I've had my dad give me three or four leads last year, right? And I've had just, you know, through word of mouth, I actually had two, I have a listing appointment for tomorrow, actually, through another friend that I did a business with uh, last year. So it's just one of those things that you have your circle of influence working for you.
0: Interesting. Thanks so much for breaking that down, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. Okay, so I got another question for you. Have you ever made hundred grand in a month before?
1: I have made 100000 in a month.
0: Okay, so you got to break us down. Break that down for us. We got to learn a little bit more about how you did that. And maybe the first time that you did it, is there a second time, a third time? Break it down uh, for us.
1: Very good question. Uh, basically, where was it? We've actually sold. So I, bought, I sold about six or seven houses in one month, which was a good, very, very good month. And a lot of those closed in the same period of time. Um, I've also, in that period of time, was able to grow both my crypto uh, account and my stock account up to an amount where between my real estate, my crypto, and my uh, stock market portfolio, all three of those were able to make me over $100,000 in a single month. And that's not even talking about real estate speculation that I made owning multiple real estates, but we'll talk about after
0: interesting okay okay so break this down so you got a stock portfolio a crypto portfolio you're selling real estate okay which one did you do first and which one do you like the most
1: uh i've been in the stock market for a long, long time. That's something that I don't know too, too much about. I've started learning a little bit more when the stock market started crashing. I do have a professionally managed account. And then I do have my own little play account, which I did really, really well my first year. I want to think I made about 85% return on my investment. And that was only because the stock market went crazy from 2020 to 2021, right? Um, and I owe it basically just to the stock market going nuts um thank you tesla and thank you shopify and a couple other accounts uh, but basically yeah so oh and uh, obviously I, I was involved in the amc and the blackberry as well as um uh, what was that one, uh, the game company, EB, uh, it was not EB Games, GameStop. Yeah, I think a little, lost a little bit of money on GameStop. I did make a little bit on AMC and BlackBerry there. Uh, but basically, yeah, so a stock market, you want to be diverse. Uh, I, I basically invest heavily in real estate, crypto. Uh, that's obviously take, taking a hit, but obviously buying the dip. Um we got real estate there, and then obviously my career. So I have a, bu- a bunch of different funnels. Each funnel does a, a, a duty, right? So that if
0: something does go down, at least other things can work for your money, right? Interesting. Okay. So have you done a hundred grand in, in one month from strictly work, or it, has it always been just like a mix of things? It's always got it. Uh, yes.
1: I've made, yeah, I've definitely made um, $100,000 in, in, in off of a, a house flip.
0: Okay. So that, uh, what about in a day?
1: I definitely have.
0: Okay. Okay. Definitely break that down.
1: <laughs> so, well, going back to have you made over, you know, a hundred thousand in a month. So to give you an idea, and this will go into a day as well. We'll kind of maneuver both. because I don't want to talk about that both. I think it does well for a day as well. Um, what was it? Going back to March, I actually listed two flips I did. And I has, another thing I do is flip houses. I own... Um, Quite a few houses in my portfolio, and I was able to sell off two of them as a flip. Um, both listed within about a week or two of each other, and both closed within a couple days of each other afterwards. So each flip, for example, I bought one for two hundred thirty thousand, which we put about a hundred thousand into it, and sold for five hundred thirty thousand. The second one I bought for two fifty, sunk about thirty thousand into it, and sold that for five hundred thousand. So I made about just. Over on my takeaway, I think I made about $150,000 in one month with one of them making me over $100,000 in a day.
0: Dude, that's crazy.
1: And that was just flipping two houses in one year. And actually not even flipping two. It was flipping two houses in two months.
0: How did you learn this stuff, man?
1: You just... Basically, being in the real estate uh, game, you meet a lot of people, people that flip houses, that renovate properties, right? And you, every day you just learn something new about each and every person. And you kind of see whatever... I, I, I'm i able to just have a backdoor pass to see what everyone else is doing. For example, like what you're doing, what anyone else is doing in the market, right? I'm able to see what they're doing and learn from both their pros and obviously not the pros, but their, their wins and losses, we'll say, you know, their, their mistakes and what they've done really well with. So I take what works and I learn what doesn't work. And then I put
0: that into my plan of action. Interesting. Now you mentioned something interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was about seeing people's wins and losses That's up, huge. up close, right?
1: You need to see that.
0: So what do you think your biggest win has been?
1: My biggest win was being able to get into the market. Um, basically, I was able to get into this crazy market, both either as a real estate agent. Um, I got in at a great time. I was able to learn the market before I got super crazy, and I was able to benefit from this market. Obviously, with all the speculation that's gone on, we've seen a lot of buyers coming in and buying both investment properties, personal houses along those lines there, and I was able to buy a multitude of properties. that. Basically, just skyrocketed in value. I bought it at the right time. There was no, like, if you ask me, was this all calculated? Any real estate investor that says, Oh, it's, it's all calculated based off of spec-. the speculation, speculation. We, we no one, I don't think, besides a few people, I mean, there was writing on the walls, the market was going to do what it's going to do in February. But realistically, if you, anyone that would have told you the mortgage rates are going to be about what they are today, you know, BS on that for sure. So we, we were able to get a lot of luck and I was able to basically ride the wave. So once again, I saw a lot of people making a lot of money in the real estate game. I jumped in right away. Whether or not you wanna say it's all luck, or it's, it's, it was a gamble for sure and the gamble paid off.
0: Beautiful, so what would you say your biggest mistake is? Michelle, feel free, don't feel pressured by me. I'm so sorry about earlier. Yeah, what would you say your biggest mistake is, Jeremy?
1: My biggest mistake is not buying earlier in the real estate market. The reason why I said that is I actually had a really good job in Toronto about 2011, 12. I would have been able to buy houses in the Windsor market for 15 to $50,000. Those houses you see now, don't get me wrong, This fit 2011 is not the same market we were in the last couple of years. It was completely different. The, the tenant market was different as well but buying those houses at that price point and even investing, you know, thirty to fifty thousand or more into those properties, those properties are well worth three to five hundred thousand dollars. So think about that. In ten years, you could have probably ten well, more than ten X most of those properties. That's crazy. And you'd have ten years of mortgage pay down.
0: Jeez. And that's that's uncompared to anything, man. That's nuts. Okay, so curious, Jeremy, if you could go back and talk to the old Jeremy, you know, that Toronto Jeremy, you know, the one before he got into real estate, before he became an agent. Why did you even become an agent in the first place?
1: I moved a lot, actually. Uh, my parents both, uh, you know, we they were very, very uh, European eyes and... They were never into heavy debt, so when we never had a lot of money growing up, so basically every time that they could afford to buy into a better neighborhood, they did, and obviously the recession happened, and my dad would have lost his job at General Motors in Windsor. He was able to move up to the General Motors in Oshawa, and that allowed uh, us to basically move on and have him basically have a job, right? So I moved probably nine times before I finished high school, and that was five different schools, um, all because of just moving up in the the in life for my parents, right, and obviously some changes in life and then uh, since then I mean it 's all I basically knew was moving, moving, going to a new school, you know meeting new people, so for me, it was something that came naturally. Um, I knew people in, in the in the industry, and the reason why I moved back was I had an opportunity down here with a realtor to learn and mentor underneath, and that was able to heavily uh, basically, I was able to grow tenfold in quite, a, in quite some time.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So if you could go back and talk to the old Jeremy, the one before he got into real estate, I'm wondering what type of advice you'd have for him? I
1: think if I were to go back, I would not take my family's advice as seriously. Um, I think family is great, and, but I've, I've found that I, having talked to a lot of people that are were in the same position as me now, um, their family's always trying to give you the, the best response, which is, you know, don't do that because what if you might... Lose? What if you might fall down? What if you might not make it, right? My mom was always very much into that where I was saying, oh, maybe I should buy a house before I move back here. And oh, she's like, well, what happens if your real estate career doesn't take off? What hap-, You know, a lot of it's love, what happens for sure, right? But I had the confidence going in knowing that I would do really well. But when you hear that so much, obviously, I got into the game later where I could have if I just knew and understood where I was my, and basically under, basically grew my own self instead of just trying to listen to what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is saying, I would have been in a lot better of a position, I think.
0: Interesting. Well, and uh, so what would your direct advice be? What would you tell that old Jeremy?
1: Kick ass. Just do what you want to do. If you want to do it, just go for it. That's the biggest thing I would say is go for it.
0: Beautiful. Hey Jeremy, before we go, where can we where can we find you, man? I'm sure you dropped so many gems today that some people are going to want to learn a little bit more about what you got going on.
1: Absolutely, as you can see, we're at my office here, but uh, I am a Remax agent, uh, and I do uh, I'm partnered up with a Justina Barlow, who's a great lady there. We own SJ Real Estate. You can find me on Instagram at Jeremy from Windsor. Um, we also are on Facebook, uh, SJ Real Estate. Um, Yeah, definitely reach out to me. Any questions you have, I'm always trying to help uh, first-time people get into either real estate, uh, get their investment properties there, or just basically learn
0: the, the basics. Cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much. Until next time. All right. And there you have it, Jeremy McGraw, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed his story as much as I did. And that wraps up another episode of 100 Ways to Make 100K. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Javon.ca, and I will see you on the next episode.